0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Living With Will. I'm eternally grateful to share this time and these episodes with you. I can't believe it's already been 17 weeks. This shit is fucking incredible. And you all are legendary for fucking just tuning in and rocking with me. Yo, I really appreciate you all. Um, Continued successes and blessings to everybody who hears this. Uh, you know, we're one human family, so my heart is always with you. If anyone's dealing with any suffering or just some bullshit, you know, I'm with you in spirit. And um, you're going to be all right. You can get through this. We have an incredible interview for you this week. Libby Shia is not only a band member of Girl Friday, and they fucking rock out. Their music is lit. Fortunate to and grateful to them that they're allowing us to play the music today. They have an album that just came out called Androgynous Mary. Go check this shit out ASAP. It's fucking fire. The first song that we're going to hear today is on that album, You Will Not Be Sorry. I fucking love it, and I'm so happy for them, and I can't wait to see where it takes them. Libby is also an artist known as Alvidras and we're going to play some of her music as well. So thank you so much for allowing me to um, put some of the music on. It's fucking incredible. So I think you guys are really going to like this episode. I had a great time recording it. And as always, if you fuck with the podcast, if you're rocking with me, please like, comment, subscribe. It helps me get into algorithms. It helps me promote my brand increase my exposure you know all the shit that can help me do this more and get to the next level so i appreciate you guys as always stay out of trouble stay safe buckle your seatbelt. spark up your J's. crack open that beer whatever you got to do and welcome back to living with will <music> Hey Louie, how's it going? How are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Thank you for um for fucking ex- being willing to do this and, and taking some time out of your day. I'm super excited.
1: Yeah, no worries.
0: If I ask you a question you don't want to answer, feel free to just be like, nah, I'm not trying to go into that will. I just want Sweet. people, yeah, yo, this is like, this is an inclusive and a safe space. I just want to <laughs> fucking interview cool and interesting people. I don't want to make people uncomfortable or some shit, but, um.
1: I feel you. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, bet. All right, bet. You can see, yo, I'm, I'm new to this, but I'm trying to take it, like, as much as it is fun for me, I try to be a professional if I can be.
2: No, absolutely. I feel like it's, I'm, I'd much rather, like, interview and, like, talk to people that actually care about, And music and stuff than people that are like very seasoned but just don't really have any interest because it's just a lot more boring
0: (laughs) no i totally agree Um, i totally agree that's what my problem was with the music industry as far as executives i'm like i wanted to work with yeah they and they don't know music it's so like some do i don't want to throw everyone under the bus but like it's odd it's it seems that when like the money gets bigger the the music becomes less important
2: Oh, yeah, it does. But also, it's, like, I just... It's also, like, there's... It just becomes, like, a money game, and it becomes, like, a game of, like, who's the most popular? How many, like, listeners does this person have? And, like... It just never becomes about, like, are we actually interested in this music? It's yeah. just about, like, that guy's blowing up on SoundCloud. Sign him.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stupid. His His <laughs> He's doing well on the algorithms. Let's get him a deal. It's like, come on, yo. Like, let's, let's get some substance. I want to hear yeah. some fucking music. It's like,
2: yeah. It's, like, fine. It's, like, that's... Like, I get it because people need to make money. But also, like, I feel like record labels used to be more interested in, like building up artists and, like, mm-hmm. curating artists. So, like, I don't know. Being more of, like, a cultural standpoint as opposed to just doing whatever is popular. So,
0: I hear that. Are you guys anyways. on... I've seen you guys have a label. Is that is that your own, or are you guys under someone else's umbrella?
2: Yeah, we're under the... um, We're under Harley Art. It's a subsidiary of Sub Pop. And you know, like, the whole, like, Riot Girl, like, or not Riot Girl. I would say more, like, grungy, like... Uh, Washington scene like in the nineties, like they signed Nirvana. Okay. And, like they've signed a lot of I think they have like Orbital Peck now. I don't really know who's on their list. Now. I fuck with that
0: name though. I've never but, heard it. Orbital yeah, Peck.
2: Yeah. I'm not super familiar with which I should be, but <laughs> I'm just a bad label
0: mate. <laughs> How did you that's hilarious. How did you guys get in touch with them? How'd that end up happening?
2: Um we like we had a friend from college that knew the um A and R guy and was just like she she really liked the music and then she just sent sent him an email and was like you should listen to this and like he listened to it which is super rare because no like A and R people never like get never listen to like unsolicited demos. And they did, and then they were like, you're the first person that we signed over email. I was
0: like, that's fucking crazy. That is wild. That's funny, I love that your friend did that. When I worked at Sony, that's literally what I would do. Friends would send me music that I fuck with, and I'd just show it to my boss. And he was kind of, like, shocked that that that's how I was, like, doing business. But, like, that's how I I imagined it as a kid, was, like, people had their ear to the ground, they heard dope shit, and then they had a connection higher up, and they were like, yo, sign this. And that's how it worked, but... Now it's all about like like we were talking about like numbers and shit. It's bizarre.
2: Yeah, which should be that way. It should be like a trusted ear recommends this, so let's fucking give it a chance instead of like I don't know. <laughs> it's a mess.
0: Yeah, that's sick though. That that's how you guys that it happened for you guys though. It's like reminiscent of how it used to be. But I love that that gives me the perfect transition into my first question for you, which is <laughs> what led you into music? And and then from that, how did you end up linking with Girl Friday?
2: Well, I, so I didn't like, I've never played in bands before Girl Friday. Girl Friday was my first band, but I, as a kid, I, my dad is a musician and he, but he was never really good to be quite honest. <laughs> um, he like, made me take piano lessons and stuff and taught me bass and guitar. And then I always, like, kind of had in the back of my head that I really wanted to play music, but I didn't really think it was possible for me Mm because I was like, that's just, that's just, like, a far-off dream or whatnot. And then I met my bandmate Vera at, um, just by happenstance. She just came over to my house, and I didn't even know her.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) And then I started
2: jamming, yeah. And, like, the first song that we wrote was... It was really bad, but like when like we really felt it, like we really like thought it was so fucking cool, and we're so stoked about it that we were just like, "All right, I guess we're a band now because this works," and we're excited about this.
0: That's awesome.
2: Um, Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's the fucking that's the shit. Like, I love that I'm I'm getting to hear it on like a podcast, like interview standpoint. But that is the shit. That like when I'm looking into like a rock star's past, and it's like. Yeah, they just like came to my house and we jammed and we were like, "This is fucking lit." We're a band now. That's like what I hope. That's the story in my head. I hope for.
2: Yeah, like I had, I literally had no, no intention of starting a band. It was just like she had just come over because she she knew a friend of mine and she was just like, we were just hanging out and then we just started talking about music. then just started doing it and like I feel like it's the luckiest I've ever been with music because I've jammed with people before and it's so hard to find like that connection with people or it's really hard to feel like really creatively in line with somebody else but with Vera we just like immediately clicked and like it's still kind it's still the same like we still make so much music together
0: um, That's yeah. fucking awesome. So, do you do you write the lyrics to the Girl Friday songs, or is it like you said, is it a collaborative effort with you and Vera?
2: Yeah, well, it's it's all four of us, but a lot of times it'll come. We're like, I write a lot of the lyrics, and we all kind of do it equally, or we'll write bits and pieces of it. Um, some songs it's different, but like a lot of the songs, it's like everyone kind of writes their own parts. Um, or unless it's like a different kind of song, but usually we'll like come to the song with like the bones of it, and then the rest of the band or whoever is there will like fill it in.
0: That's cool as fuck. So it's it's interesting. Like, and I feel like now that you're saying this, it gives me more insight to to some of your songs because I was seeing that you guys are described in your genre on Apple as alternative, but when I'm listening to your music, it's like. I hear influences from different music in different songs, you know, like I I you know, I I never want to like misgenre a a song, but like sometimes I'll feel yeah. like there's more like folk influence or sometimes they'll sound like there's more grunge or punk influence. Like do you yeah. feel that the the description that they gave you is is valid or do you feel like you you guys go under a different name? Well,
2: I think it's it's hard to like pin down because I think a lot of our songs are different Mm -hmm. and like i feel like alternative is kind of like the only way you could describe it because like you said we all pull from so many different places and each song takes such a different form that like if we were just categorized as rock or like as punk or as like pop or any of that it just wouldn't make sense because Mm -hmm. it's just so drastically different each time um but also that's the fun of it too it's like we just don't have to adhere to, like, any sort of genre or theme.
0: <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Have you guys ever tried to, like, give yourselves a name, like, in terms of genre? Uh,
2: on our band camp, it says the Goth Wiggles.
0: <laughs> Amazing. That's incredible. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's sick otherwise we're just like nope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think I could is fake.
0: <laughs> that's what I feel you it's like borders like we just need to get rid of them just let it be music let people just yeah. make their own deci- decisions that's sick though exactly. um, and so like and so into that like you guys have this band it's, it's doing sick you guys are making awesome music how did the artist known as Al- Alvidrez kind of emerge from that Um,
2: I've always been kind of I mean, I always write songs on my own and always do my own shit. And like a lot of it that I've for my solo stuff, is just stuff that I just don't that I've I didn't really want to bring to the band or stuff that I felt like I already had a very clear vision on and I felt like I could execute it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of that stuff, a lot of those writings tend to be very personal and very like I don't know. I guess intimate. So it's something that I would rather just do myself because I feel a lot closer to the subject matter of whatever song it may be. Uh, yeah. So
0: that's sick. Yeah. No, yeah. I was I was gonna bring that up. So like, I think it's on your EP Hell for Rent. Which it, whoever's listening, if you haven't heard it, go check that shit out. The link is in the description. But you have these songs. Um, I think the world is a beautiful place. And bye bye birdie, and then I think you have another one on Palace called Choir Kid, where it's like it's music, but it's like monologue over like really beautiful sounds. It's like do you you do you know the songs that I'm talking about?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely.
0: I wrote them. Yeah. <laughs> Real sad. Real sad. No, but like, so I want to ask you about that. Like, I really fuck with that because it's. I'm really into, and I've always been like com- so inspired by hip-hop and like what I loved about when I was growing up in the early 2000s, a lot of mixtapes and albums had skits, and it might have been in the 90s too, but I just love the skit aspect. Do, it, it, is that kind of like what that is? or
2: I guess so. I mean, I guess it would fall under that technically. I just didn't really, I didn't like actively think about it that way because... Mm-hmm. I've always done, like, I've done a lot of, like, spoken word, and I've done a lot of poetry readings, because poetry is, like, also something that is very much one of my passions, Mm -hmm. so I had all these, like, words and stuff that I felt like they just didn't really make sense in, in, like, a melodic form, and it made sense to just kind of read them out, or, like, create, like, a... Create like a scene, which I guess is like a, a skit where it's like creating a feeling of something as opposed to like a song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. I
0: don't know. <laughs> I know, I fuck with that a lot. There's something really powerful to um, not, ha- like not singing necessarily over sound. Like, I was talking about this in my last interview with a comedian named Kristen Wallace, who's incredible. And she- I was telling her, like, Zach Alvinakis does this in his stand up where he uses a piano. And it just kind of influences the way that his jokes hit. And, like, I I put out a little five-minute introduction to my podcast. And it's, like, I'm talking over these beautiful flutes and shit. And it can just create such a different... Like, if you had read those songs without music accompaniment, it would still be fucking awesome. But, like, the, the bringing in of the music and making it, like, a full... i I can't even find the word i'm looking for but like making it that full body like it's different i fuck with it it's like different type of music
2: yeah Yeah, and it's also kind of like it's like an experiment with myself too because i've always wanted to score movies and i i don't really know how i would go about that because i've never tried it before but it always seemed like something that would be so such an incredible experience so like i feel like just like having like a a piece of writing in mind and like kind of knowing like what the feeling is with that, and then just creating a piece of music that I felt really captured the emotion of that writing. Like, I feel like that was just a little bit edging towards like trying to score stuff. And I don't know,
0: that's cool as it's fuck. Just,
2: I've been trying it, trying stuff out and figuring it out.
0: No, nah, real shit. That's awesome. So yeah, on that, like having different kind of pursuits and passions that also come down to music, like, is that what you went to UCLA for?
2: No, I went to UCLA for English, which was like.
0: <laughs> Damn.
2: I I definitely was not thinking that I was gonna start doing like music at mm-hmm. all. I had a completely different track in mind, and again, it's because I didn't think that I could. And then, like once once the band started, literally the minute that we started, I was like, "All right, this is what I'm doing now." Like Hell immediately yeah. switched, and then just haven't really
0: changed no i love that (laughs) i haven't
2: looked back since
0: yeah and yo and real shit um a testament to what you just said you know i I, i'm really grateful that you shared that because i really want this these interviews you know with people that i admire and respect and see killing it in their respective fields like a lot of you have that same feeling of i i didn't think i could do it And then I started doing it, realized I could, and now I'm fucking, I'm doing it. Which is like, I think it holds a lot of creative people back. You know, I think, unfortunately, we could have a lot of genius artists if they just could get past that self-doubt. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, go ahead.
1: No,
2: sorry,
0: you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what do you think kind of helped get you over that hump of of not thinking you could do it?
2: Well... I honestly don't think that I ever really get over the hump mm. because it comes every single day, Fuck Anytime time yeah. I write music. Real shit. Like, I always am doubting my abilities and always doubting whether I could do anything. But the, f- the very first time was, like, I finally felt, like, free enough to write what I wanted and finally felt like I had the tools to do so and had someone that also was on the same page as me and, like, someone that I felt really connected to, and that was kind of, like, the first leap off. And, like, of course, it always comes back where there's always doubts of, like, maybe I should just go back to school, maybe I should just, like, just give up and do something else. But, like, there's always something different. I mean, like, even with this, this year, with COVID and stuff, we had a lot of stuff that was... a lot of things planned out for the band that was supposed to be very affirming and, like, kind of giving us... I don't know material success that supposedly is supposed to be like all right now you're doing the right thing but in turn like it kind of I got over even that a little bit where it was like I my focus has shifted I don't know Mm. I feel like that was a very big train of thought and I
0: no I loved where I was going I was in a trance yeah, but
2: <laughs> this year, yeah, it's, like, fucking, it's fucking wild. I feel like all of my my priorities have changed so much, where it was, like, this year with COVID, I was having this all these thoughts of, like, I'm never going to be able to make music because we're never going to be able to tour again. Mm. But then, like, having all the time to write and record and just do my own thing and explore sounds, it made me, like, think about success in a different way, which I feel like people always get stumped by, of, like, they think that... Being a good musician means that you have to have material success, but it's like it's just not that way at all. It's like Mm -hmm. you could make good shit all the time and keep exploring sounds and like
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, that's that's a great point. No, you're you're saying some real shit, yo. Like I, I love it when I'm when I'm speaking to someone in the interview format or just in life, and they say something that I like fundamentally agree with so much that it brings out a sound. I'm like, mm-hmm, fucking yeah. Hell yeah. Tell him, yo." Like, and that's that's what was happening when like hearing you talk about how you never really get over it, but you you know, it's it, it's the it's the lessons you learn ne you never really get past it. You they, you keep relearning it. Like that's the beautiful yeah. part of 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 growing up is like it's a constant yeah. education.
2: Yeah, and you have to kind of readjust mm-hmm. like what what your view of being successful or what your view of being like an artist means. And I feel like the past five years or so have like, I've shifted so much in terms of like what my view of being an artist is. And it's like very tremendous (laughs) and like also very great to be like, to kind of like have a marker of each year i guess or like a marker of all this time that has gone
0: by Nah, that's real yeah it's it's really it's i it's i can't get over the fact that it's a pandemic right now it's
2: fucking wild it is
0: wild (laughs) and while we're on the topic i want to say because i've i've been seeing a lot of posts about how it's kind of tragic that there's been no real memorial for the people that we've lost as a nation so just while we're on the and and worldwide you know so like while we're on the topic man shout out to all the families who've lost people who are suffering with covid right now my heart is with all of you and um listen like you know we're the human race we can get through this shit but we gotta just take care of each other right now and hopefully you know through this darkness we'll start treating each other with some more kindness and some more dignity because things were not were not great during the so-called normal period before the pandemic you know we were struggling yeah. with a lot of shit
2: sending love that's really all we can do
0: Mm-hmm. Nah, that's real shit on that Give note
2: love to our neighbors oh Anyways. no no i love that i'm so
0: i'm sorry i cut you off sometimes i get too excited because i think of a new transition and i'll cut people off so my bad <laughs> i'm kind of rude sometimes uh, oh
1: good.
0: I was going to ask you though. So like on the topic of, you know, just like hu- like we were talking about human decency and just sending love, like what are some what are some areas in society that are most important to you to like solving or addressing?
2: Oh my god, like,
0: literally everything. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, it's a great answer. Literally
2: everything about the U.S., like, our fuck system, yeah. like, LA po- LAPD's police budget, that literally has not changed at all. Like, $50 million, that's absolutely nothing.
0: I know. It's crazy. Yeah,
2: and just, first of all, all this unemployment, mm-hmm. all this, like, zero care for any of our workers, that it's mm-hmm. just, like, clearly our government only cares about big, big corporate
0: bailouts and not its people but there's so
2: many things I feel like I don't really know what exactly to focus on because the world is a mess
0: that's a great answer that's a that's a phenomenal answer that's like that is a. I totally agree with it too because it would take our whole interview time just to to go down the list of all the horrible things happening in the country but I'll, um, I'm trying to start this new thing. The original intent of the podcast was to like interview people and talk about like community service and like organizations that people really like during the interview. And I kind of got away from that because I was monologuing so much. Um, <laughs> but um, okay. yeah, well,
2: actually, like, one thing that I found really cool about my community, well, I live in Highland Park, like. We have a couple of community fridges that have been started around and, like, they're just, they're always chock full of food. People are always putting food in and, like, just, and every time, like, I don't know, it's, and there's just, like, a lot of, the community is very tight here and, like, it's really nice, like, even my neighbors always, like, being so generous with their time and, like, just, like, small things like that that are just always give you, like, a tiny bit of
0: hope Seriously, for no, humanity. It's, yeah it's the reminder that th- there is there's still some hope as you as you so perfectly put it and i'm trying to start doing this shit where i, I ask people these questions so i'm glad that you brought up the community fridge aspect because i actually saw a sign today that was like it was a black lives matter poster on one part and then the bottom part was a different one and it was like community fridges in these locations and i was like fuck yeah yo we're it's really horrible right now it's happening, but, like, we're seeing some dope shit. And during this week, I'll stop by one of those community fridges. I'm trying to, like, when I hear someone bring something up that I think is sick, I'm going to start going out and doing it and contributing and get, you know what I mean? We got to be yeah. part of society. So I'm, I'm going to head to one of those fridges and, and, and add to that shit, and I'll send you Let's a picture.
2: Yes, absolutely do it. And it's like, even going to the grocery store, you can always just pick up a couple extra things that... Don't really cost that much, and like what, even like within your budget, a bunch of bananas. Put it in the fridge. Someone's gonna benefit from it, and someone's gonna not be hungry because of that. Which Fuck is like yeah. such a small gesture, but like it really means a lot
0: to people. No, real shit, it goes a long way. I'm super grateful. Yeah, yeah I'm try. I'm trying to get the the community uh, organizing and service back into the the backbone of this podcast because I think it's super important, and it's also cool because. You know, artists are are compassionate people. Like, I don't think I've ever met a musician or like a painter or like a videographer who didn't also care about people.
2: Yeah, should they out there? It's hard. (laughs) I I don't see any other option. It's like, Mm -hmm. especially if you are someone that is very in touch with your emotions and like you're constantly like reaching for those in your art. It's like a it just makes sense that all these people would be like empathetic towards others if they are kind of
0: doing this, I don't know, reaching the same things within themselves. That's Some not people true. aren't though, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some people are but you we know, don't fuck them.
2: Yeah. They can, they can, they need some therapy.
0: Yeah, Anyways. seriously. <laughs> not Wolfwood. Well So on, on, this, on the note of artistry, I'm glad that we kind of rounded about it our way back here. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about some of the music that you put out. I, I interviewed another musician and people were asking me to do kind of deep dives into songs with artists, so I want to take um, viewer suggestions seriously and, and bring them into the show, so thank you for that, Dre, but... Um, so first of all, I want to talk about the song "Stampede" or "A Stampede." Um, one of your songs is Alvidra's fire fucking song, obviously. Thank you. No, seriously. So, um, so tell us a little bit about it. You know, do you remember anything from the process that you want to share?
2: Um, I wrote that one a while ago. I mean, I guess not a while ago it was literally just last year, but <laughs> this was kind of when I was. I mean, <laughs> this song was a very was written like during a very very big depressive period of my life and like the only thing that I felt that I could do was just kind of write stupid songs about it um but like throughout the whole thing there's just one riff and like it just goes throughout the same three three kind of um chords throughout the entire thing and like the the vocal is just very mono like I guess it's monotone or there's not really much that changes
1: mm-hmm.
2: which I feel like I just felt like at that point in time like I really like I feel like that really captured like the feeling that I was feeling in that moment because I just everything was just really big and like way too big for me to like deal with I, <laughs> I guess Um and I forget what are the lyrics again Uh Yeah, it was, I don't know, just, it's just mainly just about, like, kind of, like, how, especially, like, during, if you're having, like, big periods of anxiety or whatnot, like, it just feels like the whole world is, like, coming at you, like, like, a big asteroid that's just, like, coming closer and closer and closer to you, and you just, like, are standing there, like, you know those movies where someone just watching something from above and just, like, stands there, and you're, like, just Mm -hmm. fucking run away, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you're literally just standing there looking at it, like, and that's kind of what it felt like, where it was just, like, all this shit coming at me. And then I was like, uh, but also sitting on the couch being like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Letting it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it goes. Uh, do you, do you see music as like a form of therapy for you?
2: Oh, absolutely. Like, I honestly feel like a lot of times I don't really know how I'm feeling until I actually write it down, hmm. which it is pretty much a cliche to say, because I feel like a lot of artists say that, but like, I feel like I'm very blocked emotionally until I just write something and then I'm like, ah, Damn. that makes a lot of sense. Like, I know what you were saying now.
0: That's cool. I love that. I heard, I forget who said this quote, but they were like, it was basically kind of about that. It was like a, a writer who doesn't write their stories, it like, it rots inside them and like, and it drives them crazy. Like if you don't speak if, if you have that innate feeling that you have to do to create or like you don't even know like you said you didn't even know you wanted to do music it kind of just fell into you like you just you know what I mean like it just ha- yeah it's just crazy dude there's some there's yeah. something to it um
2: well it's, just, and it's also like writing stuff I never can sit down and be like I'm gonna write about this or I know what I'm feeling so let me write about it it's like sometimes it takes like you have a block for a really long time. And you're just feeling all this shit, and you have no idea what it is. And then all of a sudden, you sit down or something, and you write something. And you're like, I don't even know if this really makes any sense at all, mm-hmm. but like, it does. Yeah. Afterwards, but anyways. No, you,
0: no, I completely agree. And and you know, you, I think the best place that people can pull from to agree with someone is is personal experience. Like, to, um, to further your point, when I was working on. The seventh episode for this podcast, it was during kind of the height of the George Floyd protests and the Black Lives Matter reemergence, And I mean, they've been doing work for years, but kind of the repopularization, people were unemployed, so they got in the streets in, in historic numbers. And I wanted to like contribute and I was just racking my brain for what to do. And all of a sudden I just, I was like, fuck it. I just started this podcast, you know, like I'm trying to be funny and informative I kind of have like a loose understanding of ways to portray this because I was an ethnic studies major and they they really brought out the best in me in terms of becoming socially conscious and I wrote something like 45 pages of like just things that I had learned along the way or things that I thought would help people better understand structural and institutional racism in the ways that we can dismantle it by admitting it exists type shit um yeah. but it but it was like incredibly fucking therapeutic for me to also do because I was furious. I'm like, yo, how? first of all, people are just now realizing that black people matter. Also, like, the police are now beating and tear gassing people. I had all this fury and I was able to kind of put it somewhere and and have gotten, you know, some just some of the responses to it have been so heartwarming because I'm like, damn, like that shit. I didn't even know if my words were worthy of being said, but I'm glad I did it.
2: Yeah. It's like sometimes you kind of need like a very chaotic moment to like really put down those words, or like you kind of need like a sense of urgency, which I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of the the period of the beginning of the protests felt like this huge, like I don't know, this bit felt like. You know, like the feeling you get before you're about to vomit, where you mm-hmm. just like feel this shit coming out, and you're just like, "Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> something is about to come out, and it needs to happen." But it's like been brewing in there for a while, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it's like this just had to. I don't know. Just like the only real reaction that you could have is like very intense. I don't know where I'm going with that. But.
0: No, but I, dude, I feel you. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's a, we're living through, and ins- and I'm so grateful. I, I mean, I spoke about this the other day, where like. I've been trying to do what little part I can to promote the advancement of, like, our society. You know what I mean? I'm not just—it sounds self-aggrandizing as I'm saying it, but, like, I was just trying to play my part. I'm I'm a dude who wants to be funny. I'm a class clown and a misfit. You know what I mean? I know I'm not about to be fucking president or some shit. But I, like, I studied these things because I was like, damn, like— Society's really fucked up. I've had a pretty decent life. Why are these people being treated like shit? So but I, I don't know where I was going with that, but I was kind of agreeing with you. I just kinda of lost it. So I'm just gonna transition from it. So you know what I mean? Like that's a perfect example. Like I wasn't I don't ever try and speak myself up. If I'm speaking on something, it's cause I think it holds value to whoever I'm speaking to or to okay. whoever's listening. Um yeah. But I also try and check myself because if something sounds like it's not me, like I heard where that was going. I was like, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I don't know what point I'm trying to make, but probably because I smoke too much tree. And that leads me to my next (laughs) song I want to talk to you about, which is your song Grass. Could you speak on that a little bit?
2: That um, EP, I guess it's not really an EP. It's more of like a double single. That me mundo nunca foi is um, It's was it was about like, I had a bigger idea for it, but then I just kind of put it out because I just thought, why not? That song, like, both of those songs that came out on that are kind of about this Baptist church lawn that I have that I like to spend time on. Mm. <laughs> Very like nostalgically I guess but like it's kind of like a place where like a lot of things have happened in the past couple months on that lawn and like um a lot of things have been processed through there and like that song was like one of them like I mean that one (laughs) I feel like I'm just going on so many tangents because I haven't actually gathered my thoughts on this song because I haven't thought about it since I wrote it (laughs) but
0: um, I'm le- I'm sorry, yo. Next time I interview you about anything, I'll make sure I give you some heads up on uh, that. This is great learning experience. Come and be like, all right. If I ask them about music, let me ask them ahead of time. Think about this song. So I'm sorry for throwing you under the bus like that.
2: You know, it is all good. I feel like I should actually be more thoughtful about it, but you know, grass. <laughs> That's like that I wrote. That song after a Tinder date on that lawn. <laughs> And it was a very weird night. Very that. weird. Really freaked me out a lot.
0: And Damn, I don't love that. I'm sorry that happened.
2: A song was born. That's yeah. <laughs> I won't go too much into detail about that. You can read the lyrics later and figure
0: it out. Hell yeah! No, I'm just uh, I I like um I thought about the song so I was listening to your music and it's all amazing by the way. Like I'm I'm so thrilled and excited to be able to see where your career is gonna go, but. I was looking, I was listening to it, and I was re-listening to it, trying to find like where I felt the because when I play people's music when I'm interviewing them, I feel like the uh-huh. songs that I choose will dictate the energy of the interview. But what's hilarious is I always interview the people before telling them what songs I picked. It just happens naturally. It's fucking cool, yeah. yo. Um, but I'm but I'm thinking I'm gonna start telling them because. I feel bad, yo. I keep throwing you all under the bus, like... (laughs) No,
2: it's all good. I feel like with with Girl Friday stuff, I have so many, like, straight-shot answers about songs, like, my songs. I haven't, like, thought... Like, I haven't actually thought about, like, what am I going to say about this song? Because, like, I feel like there's so many different elements to it that are difficult to explain that I haven't really, like, put into words. But... I appreciate you asking because yeah. it makes me feel like I need to be more self-aware <laughs> about my own
0: shit. It's but. so real. No, I I feel you completely because when I was trying to give you a personal reference to something I had done, like the podcast, I would say is the first time I've ever felt like I was being like my true creative self and like actually doing shit that I stood behind. And I was trying to kind of put that in words to you in a different part, like earlier on, and I. Just f- completely fumbled on the one, like I couldn't fucking find my words. But it's <laughs> this is shit practicing. Dude, you I, did great. I appreciate you. I appreciate that. But nah, it's it's fun. Like trying to talk about your craft in like a thoughtful, non-like, you know, grandiose way is definitely a an art in itself. <laughs> I yeah, don't have no, it, it is. yet. So <laughs>
2: I'm like, I also don't want to be like someone that's just like tooting the wrong horn mm-hmm. or saying like this is. I don't know. Being too like meticulous about how
0: I describe it because sometimes it's
2: like sometimes the song just speaks for itself, and no it's shit. Like, or sometimes the thought kind of ends there. Like once you write it, it's like, right, I'm done thinking about that now. True.
0: But well, so okay, yeah. so I had two, I had two Girl Friday songs as well as the Al- Alvidra songs. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of, if you can speak to it. What is some of what went into Lullaby number 13?
1: One of them held out a hand And brought me to my knees on the bloody sand So I'll feed myself to all the swine And I'll tell them they don't have to hurry Finally among my kind Keep me safe Chew me slowly
2: Song banger banger,
0: banger. <laughs>
2: but, yeah <laughs> we wrote it like a couple of years or maybe no I think it was like two years ago now but like we I th- we wrote the music first and like um I remember just when that song started I wrote the bassline first and then everyone was like oh hell yeah let's like, get get to this and then it just like. It didn't really revolve around a certain emotion. It was just kind of like we started creating all these sounds and like it ended up sounding really spooky and kind of creepy, but also like very hard as well. So we just like created all these lyrics that were just very dark and eerie and like gross. <laughs> like it was it was more of like a like kind of a collective experiment of like, how do we how do we translate this like very icky song into like words and whatnot but that was a fun one i like damn i haven't thought about that a long time and that was such a good it's so fun to play that one
0: live yo i was gonna say i'm I'm not gonna lie like i i don't think i've ever told an artist specifically my favorite song to them but that is probably my favorite song great guys because yeah. and i love how you're describing you're like it's icky it's gross disturbing lyrics i'm like it's my favorite song i fucking love that shit it fucking goes dude you guys that's a hit right there yeah. there's
2: one lyric that's like and it's like feed me to like the swine or something <laughs> of like like i don't know something gross where it's like like a monster that's like eating you or something mm-hmm. <laughs> Which
0: is, like, great. I'm, like, I'm down. <laughs> nah, I fuck, I fuck with what you guys are doing, yo. I really like it. That's why I brought up the question of genre, because I'm, like, I don't feel this is just, like, they have their own genre. Don't don't just put them under alternative, but I fuck with that. You're, like, yeah, I mean, shit, that's kind of the best way to describe it.
2: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So,
2: uh, oh, go go ahead. What'd you say? No, never
0: mind. <laughs> I'm, <sorry about> it. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry, yo. I get ahead of myself. <laughs> a terrible conversationalist um, there yeah, yo you're too kind so on that going down well how about what about that song?
2: singer natalie and she was like our it was just me vera and and natalie and like it was a period of time i think it was it was right before i was about to graduate college but we were like living in a tiny apartment had no money and like we're just all feeling really sad and depressed and whatnot and Mm -hmm. like we went to san francisco and we were just living off of like a loaf of bread for like a week (laughs) because we had no money at all and that song was born just kind of feeling young and feeling like very, I guess like angry at the world and feeling like the world owes you something and just like, I don't know, just getting through life and not being able to like be a human.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah, That's real. That's probably why those are my some of my favorites from you guys' catalog because <laughs> I fucking, I feel that shit like, it, it's I'm so impatient with with what I want out of life. I have such big dreams and aspirations and I'm like I'm too it's like I you have to put in the work. Like don't it doesn't matter if you are literally dripping with talent, which I'm not. You know what I mean? Like if I literally could like play every instrument and speak every language, I would still have to put in the ta- the work to become you know, successful and and yeah. beneficial. So it's I fuck with that you guys were like Feeling that shit like, and you're fucking eating a loaf of bread over a week. Like that's that's make or break it. That's rockstar shit right there.
2: Yeah. We like smoking weed all the time. It's like we could find money
0: <laughs> to buy weed, but we buy food for some odd reason. Yeah, I swear. Of all the words that have been said by anyone interviewed on this podcast, I think every artist will understand that shit. Yeah, we have money for weed, but no money for food. <laughs>
2: Sure
0: think that made sense <laughs> that is fucking that is amazing alright I'm gonna wrap the, the songs question up with one last Alvija's question it was the first song years I heard it's one of my favorite and uh, I wanted to to ask you it is my final one what went into the release and the song red?
1: Something might change
2: that one was uh uh i just feel like this is gonna be your most depressing episode ever because every song that you've asked me is like i was just depressed i was so sad and like red was i was at a show and i remember like the first thought that i had about that song i was sitting outside and like I don't know what was happening, but I was just, like, sitting on the street and just, like, watching all the cars go by and go by really fast. And I was, like, waiting for my Uber, just, like, watching them and having all these, like, thoughts and whatnot. And then I went to my partner's apartment and then just, like, sat down on the floor and, like, just wrote that song in, like, a couple of hours. Just, like, sat down and, like, hunched down onto the wood and just, like, recording it all and just, like going really fast because I had this like huge need to just finish it um but yeah I feel like that's also one of my favorite ones that I've
0: written fuck yeah (laughs) again tooting my own
2: horn but someone's gotta
0: do it no real shit if you're not your biggest if you're not a fan of yourself who's gonna be a fan of you you know like some degree of like self love is required to be yourself like shit yeah. I only if
1: I hated my music I
0: wouldn't do it anymore. Right. I yeah, I only ever correct myself as far as like self aggrandizement for other people. Like I'm I'm never gonna or well, I hope let me let me say that. I hope I never lose sight of where I came from and who I am. Like I'm I'm not sh- I'm just i I'm just a person, you know? Like I'm just trying to help people and like be a good dude, smoke weed and have fun every once in a while, but yeah. um sometimes people like you, you it's so uh, one of the things I'm trying to work on most and this kind of leads me into my next question to you is like, I'm trying to learn more to speak with intention and and say what I really mean. And that's why like, I kind of got lost at certain points because I still like I need to stop smoking so much because I just my brain doesn't work as well when I do but like, um, I'm just trying to speak to what I really want to say. And it's it's proving to be much more difficult than I expected. And is there anything that you're working on right now, within yourself or within your music? that uh that you want to speak to
2: I guess like something that I've been thinking about is I mean also I mean I totally am on that same track of like saying what you mean because I also have a huge problem with that of like just it kind of goes into like me apologizing for myself which I think that I do so much or like I have a feeling and a really strong feeling and like I feel that, like, I shouldn't say this or express it for whatever reason. And, mm-hmm. like, it was actually, like, an interesting <laughs> growth moment even yesterday. Like, I always I always kind of – if if someone is – like, something that I'm working on is, like, if someone is any, at any contention with me or, like, feels anything, I always apologize immediately even if I did nothing wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, that's very damaging to the self and very damaging to, like – self-worth as well, like, yesterday when that was happening, I, like, actually, like, I felt great. This was, like, super late at night, felt great, like, got really mad, said what I wanted to say, refused refused to be stepped on, and then, like, Mm. left the interaction, and that's, like, something that I would like to do more, is just, like, not be, I don't know.
0: Not be apologetic. for
2: things that you don't have to. Of course, apologize when you should, but when it's something that is not worth it or something that has nothing to do with it. Like, I don't know. That's what, that's
0: I, fuck what with that. I am trying to do. I fuck with that a lot. No, I I think that's that's super super important. Like I find myself sometimes same shit. Like I'll apologize for things that don't need to be apologized for. Like, why yeah. am I sorry for trying to you know whatever. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like, um what was he apologizing about? He was apologizing about something to somebody and he told me he was like yeah like I told them earlier but like you know I feel bad now I'm like bro like you're creating a problem now because you you didn't do anything wrong but you're apologizing for it like now you're now you're yeah. making yourself feel like you did something wrong you're just doing you like you know like you got yeah. well it's like
2: yeah, and I feel like that's such a thing, too. It's, like, creating problems out of nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're, like, pre- preempt- apologizing preemptively for a problem that doesn't exist yet. Exactly. Like once you, like, start thinking about it as a problem, now it is a problem.
0: Exactly.
2: And and it definitely is a thing, like, if you, like, keep, keep, like, thinking of yourself as something that's always, like, a burden on people that you need to, like, apologize for who you are, you start losing who you are because it's, like... If every part of you is something that, like, I don't know, you need to ask forgiveness for. It's like, then what part of you is left? I don't know. It's like very, very hard.
0: That was that. incredibly <laughs> profound. I love that you finished one of the most profound sentences of all time with, I don't know. See, that's <laughs> me being like, I'm sure. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need to fucking
2: just nail it in and go. I.
0: It, or leave it. it was phenomenal. You know what? I was thinking like. I can always just edit it out because that was, pre- but I'm not going to because it's, I love that. It's the self introspection where you're like, fuck that. I do know. I just said it and it was sick.
2: <laughs> yes. You know, I say sick things
0: sometimes. Fuck yeah, you do. You said them in the interview. That's Some of these are mad quotable. Like, you and my last interview and the interview before, all the interviews I've had on this, everyone has said some shit where I'm like, fuck, I, I'm so glad I had that recorded. I gotta come back and hear this. Because I'm trying... It I'm, is. Yeah, I'm trying to help other people, but shit, this helps me too, yo. I needed to hear that myself. I can't be apologizing and doubting myself. Um, it's no doubt, no self-doubt 2020. No. I mean,
2: self-doubt in healthy
0: amounts. Right, 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 right. right. Like,
2: health, but when it just becomes excessive for no reason, then maybe stop.
0: That's real. Yeah, nah, that's great. You said that too about uh, being apologetic, I was like, don't be apologetic, you're like, no, like, (laughs) like, apologize when you should, (laughs) like, I like that you, you, I, I fuck with that, it's always, it's always good to remember, like, everything in moderation, including doubt and apologies, yeah,
2: a good healthy dose of doubt is always, always important,
0: hell yeah, I appreciate that, that lesson, and actually, my next question was gonna be, um, If you could think back on your time as a human being on Earth, has there been or are there any words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience?
2: Honestly, I feel like just go with your impulses. I mean, not all of them, but like, if you feel like you want to do something that's like very... You feel like a burning desire to do like don't literally don't let anything stop you because like this world is going to shit and like all of this whole society is just very like hard to live through. So you might Fuck as yeah. well just do what you want and not not try to live under a system that would keep that'll keep you. I don't know under its foot.
0: Fuck yeah! All right, so we had a brief technical difficulty scare where I thought we lost <laughs> the interview but we didn't and we're straight um, we
2: saved it
0: we I saved, mean Will saved it, not me no, we, we fucking we got into the into the matrix we fucking, we hardwired the system we rebooted it and we salvaged yes. it
1: yes
0: <laughs> but, so we were talking about words of wisdom and as they pertain to life and I really appreciated your answer but I also wanted to ask you for a young, up-and-coming musician who's either, you know, yeah, who, just a young, up-and-coming musician, are there any words of wisdom you have for them as, like, a fellow artist to, like, keep going and stay strong and shit?
2: Practice your shit every single day. Like, literally, do not put your instrument down because you have to practice. I mean, and also, like just don't expect anything to happen to you. Like Mm. you have to work for it. And like, especially if you start playing shows, play shows as much as you can. Don't say no to shows until you have the luxury of saying no to Mm. shows, until you can choose which shows you want. But that shit is, it's hard, it's difficult, but if you want it, you have to do it. And that's how it is. I wish it was different, but it's not. So you want it, you have to try and you have to write all the time. That's
0: it. Keeping it super real. That was flawless advice. If you're listening and you want it, you can get it, but you gotta work for it. (laughs) (laughs) To summarize it. Yeah. I'm just just fucking thinking about it because I had someone tell me, like,
2: I'm just not in the space to write music. I just don't want to write right now. And I'm like, if you're an artist, like, if you're not in the space for it, better read better reason to write and push for it more because it's like if you don't have it's like there's always something better that you can do then maybe it's not for you because it literally takes all of you to do it mm-hmm. anyways that's like very elitist and like People have the
0: luxury of having a long time anyways, people have to work. No, but Whatever. No, that's that's true too. But um, I think that having to work is part of putting in the work. Like you have to understand that you have to make sacrifices. Like you might not be able to go get fucked up tonight. You might have to get off work and go home and write, because if this is what you want to make money on you have to put the work in whether or not you you can afford to or that you can't afford to you know you gotta you gotta do what you have to do so i think it still applies like i don't i, I didn't find it elitist at all
2: yeah absolutely i mean i've worked a ton worked so many jobs in my life <laughs> yeah exactly I'm only, I'm only able to write all the time because now
0: i'm unemployed <laughs> yeah right <laughs> of
2: this pandemic,
0: so. yeah. Nah, that's anyway, what I'm saying, yo. We got to yeah. we got to give, give ourselves a break, man. I'm I don't need to worry about being self-aggrandizing. You don't need to worry about being elitist like that just stems from <laughs> fucking haters making us doubt ourselves and and also ourselves, man. I'm my biggest fucking hater for no reason. You are? Yeah, but it's so weird like I'm I've I found that I'm my own worst enemy. Like I'm nicer to other people than I am to myself. And I'm it's gotten much better over time, but like When I first was starting out just with everything, like, I just was like, you know what, like, you're not going to be able to do this shit. Like, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, and that I worked so many different industries because I was afraid of, and I I know this now because I'm finally doing it, but I was just afraid of being myself. Like, I was afraid people wouldn't accept me or I was afraid that people wouldn't find me funny. And so I did other jobs that was basically helping other people's careers besides my own. And that shit just started destroying me, out. And like, it was taking me down the wrong path. And then one day I woke up and I called my folks. I was working in the government at the time. Regard- I, you know, I say that, I completely butchered that. I called my folks and I was like, I want to live a life of failures, not a life of regrets. Yes. Yeah, said it the. F- absolutely fucking literally. You know what I'm saying? I literally said it the complete wrong way last time. I want to live a life <laughs> of regrets. That's a horrible life to live. And that's not what I wanted. And that's what I was living. And so I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I am good enough to do this. I I have it in me. I'm a fucking, I'm one of a kind. Like, we all are. We all have unique gifts. We're all created fucking legendary. And I need to start remembering yeah. that and stop telling myself that I'm not sure. Like, that's horrible, yo. You shouldn't say that to yeah. anyone, especially not yourself. Especially,
2: and also it's like, I it's like, it's better just, I mean, it's like, it's such a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Because like. I'd rather try, give it my all and like try the best that I can. And then if something shuts me down, I'll know it wasn't like, I'll know that it wasn't meant to be. Exactly. It's better just to like, just go with your gut and try mm-hmm. literally whatever you can to make it stick. And
0: exactly. then
2: if it doesn't work out, it's like, okay, I'll move on. And like, mm-hmm. you, then you'll be, you'll be able to move on from that. of so just living the rest of your life stuck
0: on one thing I completely agree and I'm, I'm of the belief that if you if you go after it and it doesn't work out it's gonna put you in a direction of what you're supposed to do like Jay-Z has yeah. this line where he's like um I never lose because even in defeat I learn a valuable lesson so it evens it out for me Exactly. Yo, he has some he has some quotable moments too, but I think yeah. it's really valuable that people know that and I was having this conversation with an old friend the other day where I was like I was just telling him what I'm doing right now and he's like, Damn man, that's dope. Like I've been considering like pursuing my own like, you know, dreams and shit. I just get jaded. I'm like, bro, if you ever need someone to cheer you on, like do that shit. Yes. You don't have to quit. You can keep also, working. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah.
2: Well yeah, and there's also there's like so many so many buffers in the way too where like mm-hmm. which are fair enough like financial things that make mm-hmm. you not want to pursue something or that can be like a big risk mm-hmm. but like you're so right it's like if you fail then like you'll now have a new newfound perspective on what you want to do exactly and you'll be able to keep reinventing yourself and you're going to be able to keep growing from that and like you're not going to be stuck in this one dream forever like it's not going to, like, I mean, maybe you
0: will, but, like, that dream will compound into so many different little dreams. Completely. And so many different things. Hell yeah. And on that point, for anyone listening who's not, like, in the prime of their youth, this shit can happen at any time, yo. This shit, you yeah. can you can be fucking 99 years old and discover your passion and kill it. So don't ever think you don't have enough time. Just fucking, if, you, yes. if, if you've got some shit in mind, just go for it, yo.
2: Kim Gordon didn't start Sonic Youth until she was 30. And, like, they didn't reach huge success until she was, like, in her middle age. So it's
0: Damn. Like,
2: and, like, so many people, so many actors became famous when they were old. or Not even famous, but just, like, reached a lot of different creative personal goals. That so it's, like, age doesn't fucking matter. Don't listen to any of this stupid <laughs> industry that tells you that it does matter.
0: Fuck yeah. That is such a great fucking wrap-up on that. I want to give you the space. Is there anything that you want people to keep an eye on or to keep a lookout for? Or any last thoughts for the audience before we wrap it up? Um, new album that's out. That's pretty much it. Oh, my dumbass. Hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm going to edit this further in. You guys have an album coming out. This interview is going to happen after it's come out, but we're recording it before. So I want to say, like... Um, you guys have an album coming out. Uh, it's gonna be sick. I've heard a couple of the songs on it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what? What are your thoughts? What are? Uh, what are your favorite songs? I, I don't know if you have any, but like, yes, yeah, speak on your new album a little bit. My stupid ass.
2: No, it's all okay <laughs> good. Um, I mean, the album is good. I stand by it. I. I feel like it's honestly just listen to it and then gather your own thoughts about it because I think the listener is king. <laughs> the listener will get what they want out
0: of it and I'm happy for that hell yeah spoken like a true fucking artist yo well listen we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up right there yo this has been incredible um, I wish you all the success and blessings that you deserve you're gonna kill it and I'm excited to see where you go and thank you so much for fucking coming on living well and, and fucking sharing space and time with me it's so I'm so grateful
2: of course thanks for having me
0: fuck yeah yo